1: and Licensed Nutritionist, and today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Today, we want to answer questions you have about supplements, and so many people have questions about supplements, and so joining me as our co-host is Cara Carper, Licensed Nutritionist, and your mom of 22-month-old Olivia. Beautiful, beautiful child. Thank you. <laughs> and she sees clients in our YZ office, not as much as we would like, but it's <laughs> <That's> okay. <hard. laughs>
2: Thank you for having me. It's great. We to be would here like her working more always. hours.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Twenty four
2: of... hours a day. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> and her clients would like that. <laughs>
2: so welcome Cara. great to be here today now if you have a question about supplements which I know a lot of you do we really want you to take advantage of today's show and give us a call here at the studio 651-641-1071 we receive a lot of questions on our Facebook page if you haven't if you don't know that we have a Facebook page you should check it out and so what we're going to do is start with some of those great questions today
1: but, you know, Cara, before we start, I'm very, very pleased to welcome our supplement expert, Greg Peterson. And Greg is co-owner along with his brother, Dave Peterson. They own a nutrition company called Nutradine, and they have been providing professional quality supplements to healthcare pro- professionals for, is it 30 years now, or it, is it more? Actually, this
3: year, it's 40 years. 40 years. Oh. Mm-hmm. I started when I was 10, remember? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think more important than the supplements, either, even, is that they sponsor really cutting-edge, well-researched nutrition information to healthcare professionals. And they have conferences, they have seminars, and people really come out and attend those. And we, everybody that's involved in this field really appreciate it, Greg. Thank you very much for doing that. It keeps us up to date with the recent research, and thank you. Plus, he's always sending us more and more research, so I, and I appreciate that because every time I go to put together a show, I go back and I look at this and say, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I can I save it.
2: all the research as well from Greg. I have a special email folder.
1: <laughs> so thank you for coming, and we've got lots of questions for you today.
3: Well, I'm up for it. I, I had my weedy. Oh, I shouldn't say this, should I? No, no. <laughs> I, had, I had my organic protein and veggies this morning already.
1: Yes, well, yeah. you always do a protein shake, I think. Yes, yep. And maybe we'll talk about that later yeah. on the show. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yep. absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, I think, gosh, we already
2: have callers, guys.
1: Oh. Well, let's go but before we start one, because we've had this question in, over yeah. and over.
2: So. Let's talk about a question that I think was on the page, and it was about kidney stones. So, Greg and Dar, what causes kidney stones, and how can I avoid getting another one? That was the specific question. Yes,
3: well, it reminds me of a seminar we did years ago, not a few years ago, with uh, Dr. Jeffrey Bland, who's considered to be the uh, uh, father of functional medicine. Right. And he had a seminar that was called Calcium, Where It Should and Should Not Be, because we know we need calcium for bone health, for, for muscle function, for teeth, mm-hmm. and so forth, but when it gets caught up in the stress Tissues, the stress areas like the kidneys or the bursts in the muscle causing bursitis and so forth. Now it's a problem, you know. So really, we want to make sure that we have uh, the, the calcium being absorbed and utilized where it should be, you know, being absorbed. And so, one of the things that you can look at uh, help to reduce the the likelihood is you know staying hydrated. You know, so the kidneys right. uh, don't concentrate some of those contributing factors that can lead to kidney stones and uh, drinking, you know, plenty of water at that point. And, you know, it's kind of funny as well is if you do have a kidney stone that is formed, you can drink a lot more fluids and a lot more water and so forth, run up and down your steps, jump up and down a little bit too to kind of help the passing of it as well.
1: So, oh, really? Okay, yeah. Interesting. that's a good idea. So, you know, another one that we always talk about is, and I think this is always going to be a surprise to listeners when they're thinking about kidney stones. Sugar happens to be a big culprit. And, you know, my friend Faye, Craig, she loves listening to you. Whenever you're on, she's going to listen. But well, she always says to me, you know, Dar, you say sugar is a problem for everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And well, it is,
3: isn't There's it?
2: a reason that you say that.
3: <laughs> I know,
1: because it is.
3: Well, first of all, hi, Faye. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad to be talking again today, too, and sharing with you. Thank you. Um, but one of the things I, I find, too, with that, you know, uh, Kara and, and Dar, is that you really have to have adequate amounts of B6 and magnesium into in the diet. And that was one of the, the major, you know, focuses that Jeff Bland had at that calcium where should and should not be, you know, seminar. Uh, there's even one um, piece of research I was looking up that was talking about when people have had a kidney stone, mm-hmm. to prevent it from reoccurring again, too, if they would supplement things like B6, magnesium, and some potassium, their likelihood of having a reoccurrence of that kidney stone is only um, 63% of a possibility compared to if you don't do that supplementation, uh, there, there's a 12% only reduction that you're going to have the kidney stone again as well. Did I say that right? So, so yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah. will so say that again. It's a little... Yeah, p- compare that again for me.
3: Okay so if you were um a person who was you know supplementing yep you know the the uh the cal uh, the magnesium the B6 potassium and so forth you only had a 12% likelihood of reoccurrence of that kidney stone okay. compared to a group that's not the placebo group that's not on those different nutrients, they would have a over 63% likelihood oh, of developing kidney stones. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I said that wrong the first time, didn't Yeah, I think so. I? Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah.
1: So he is not perfect. Oh
3: no, <laughs> That's the only
1: mistake he's ever made. Oh, darn. <laughs> so then, you know, I always have to throw out these questions. So why would a person be deficient in magnesium or B6? And then I always say, well, it goes way back to sugar. You know, because sugar depletes the body of magnesium and B6. That's just what happens, isn't it?
2: Right. And, you know, some people might think that they should be cutting back on calcium. Maybe we should talk about that as well, thinking that, oh, too much calcium in the body is what's causing it. But that's not true. And, you know, Greg, you had mentioned if you're supplementing with things like magnesium and B6 that you're less likely to get kidney stones or have them reoccur. Um, But maybe we should talk about forms of magnesium. You
1: know, not all magnesium is the same. It it isn't. And some magnesium gets absorbed, right?
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, like magnesium glycinate is a great form that gets absorbed very well. Magnesium citrate Mm gets absorbed. uh, absorbed very well. Two very absorbable forms But there. what's a typical brand that's sitting out there on the shelf at, well, I don't know if I want to say any of these big companies, but mm-hmm. what form is typically out there on the shelf?
3: Well, you see a lot of times uh, magnesium carbonate, uh, sulfates, you know, are very commonplace And neither one of those are absorbed very well. You know, we know the the glycinate is the preferred form. You know, Mm -hmm. the bisglycinate because you're literally bonding two glycine amino acid molecules to that magnesium, and at that point, that's uptaken across the gut barrier as a protein mineral complex, and it gets into the blood system much more efficiently than like a sulfate would, that gets ripped apart in the gut very readily. Um, You know, that also then many times will. Kind of pool fluids in the gut and leads to diarrhea, loose stools, and so forth right. as well, too. So, yeah, the magnesium glycinate is my favorite. You know, and
1: I know the one that always people bring into to me to show me the kind that they're taking is magnesium oxide. Mm-hmm. And That's we, a cheap form. Yeah. So, you know, we, we were talking a little bit about calcium. And I think people often think, oh, okay, I shouldn't have any calcium if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm making kidney stones.
3: That true, Greg? No, n- not at all. There, there was, uh, you know, a very large Harvard study here a couple of years back uh, that was incorporating over 92,000 women over a 12-year period, and mm-hmm. they're, um, you know, really watching the women, observing them, and the women that had the highest calcium in their diet had the lowest risk of kidney stones. And so it seems like, you know, again, it's where that calcium, where it should and should not be, you need the calcium, you know, for all the different things, you know, cardio function, bone health, teeth, muscle function, and so on. You just don't want it not absorbed and getting caught up in soft tissues. And uh, so one of the things that we talk about, too, is take your calcium with food. That's very important as well. Mm.
1: Oh, yes. You know? That's a great mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Rather than taking it on an empty stomach. People are always asking us. Right. That is a very, that, I'm glad
2: that you brought that up you know that we have other recommendations as well for avoiding kidney stones and some might sound kind of obvious you know drink more water but also avoiding soda avoiding too much coffee and avoiding sugar and really limiting sodium as well and i think it's important for people to eat a variety of vegetables as their carbohydrates and include that with good healthy fats like olive oil coconut oil or butter and, of course, meat and good quality meat, free of hormones and antibi- antibiotics and fish as
1: well. You know, another culprit that can cause can cause kidney stones or even kidney disease, and this is a surprise to, I think, a lot of people, is the overuse of antacids, such as Tums, Prilosec, Nexium, Prevacet, Tums, all those things, which contain, I mean, Tums contain calcium carbonate. And over time, actually taking that, you know, people are always popping tums. I mean, you see it all the mm. time. And over time, that can lead to kidney stones and even into, it can progress into kidney disease. And, you know, often that acid reflex is not a cause from not having enough acid. It's actually not having, e- what did I say? Not I think having you meant to much. say
2: it's not from an excess of. It's, stomach acid, which people it's usually it's think. not
1: having enough stomach yeah. acid, actually.
2: Yep, exactly.
3: Well, it's kind of a case, too, that it's interesting because the initial calcium breakdown, you know, mm-hmm. setting it up for utilization and so forth, it is dependent on hydrochloric acid. Mm-hmm. So if you're hydrochloric acid deficient, your calcium, you know, breakdown in utilization goes way down as well, too. So it's kind of actually contributing to the problem of calcium where it should not be Instead of where it should be as well.
1: So a combination of things, like when you were using Tums or one of those antacids, you're putting kind of the kind of calcium that you can't break down to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then you're taking and away all the stomach acid. Which that would be aids, breaking it down in the first aids. place. So then you're in big trouble. So it's like twofold problem there yes. with the antacids. And people think that they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing thing. Well, it
2: is time for our first break here. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist. I'm here today with Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and our special guest, Greg Peterson, co-owner of Nutridyne, which is a company providing pharmaceutical-grade supplements to healthcare professionals like us. And we are here today to answer your supplement questions. And uh, we'd want to thank the listeners for calling in. Sorry we haven't gotten to. We'll take your calls when we come back from break. And again, our number is
4: 651-641-1071. Hi, I'm Cassie Wienis, a registered and licensed dietitian from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You may know me from Dishing Up Nutrition, but today I want to talk to you as a mom of two kids with celiac disease, as well as additional food sensitivities, topics near and dear to my heart. Even with all my training as a dietitian, I was overwhelmed when my family had to go gluten-free. My boss, Dar, helped me learn the ins and outs of going gluten-free with real food, and that's when we realized other people need help and direction, too. So we created an online class called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. You learn what gluten is, where it's found, and how to be gluten-free at home, at restaurants, and at social events. We teach you how to shop gluten-free and how to make healthy, delicious meals your whole family will enjoy. And it may surprise you that I don't buy many gluten free products. If you take the class, I'll teach you how simple it is to go gluten free eating real food. Learn more and register at weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Welcome back
2: to Dishing Up Nutrition. This week, the American Medical Association officially recognized obesity as a disease. Dr. Patrice Harris, who is a member of the medical board, said recognizing obesity as a disease will help change the way the medical community tackles this complex issue that really affects a lot of people, approximately one in three Americans.
1: So as nutritionists working with clients with weight issues daily, we understand that it's a very complex issue. It is so much more than just calories in and calories out. You know, most people with weight issues need to eat more, not less. They need more nutrients to fuel their body and their metabolism. They, they need to learn how to stay ahead of their hunger, and we had a whole show on staying ahead of your hunger. They need ongoing nutrition education. They actually need a lot of support. They need encouragement, not once, but at least once a week to overcome their health issues. Some need to address their food addiction issues. And hopefully, with the recognition from the American Medical Association that obesity is a disease, insurance companies will start to pay for treatment. And I'm not talking about pills. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about surgery, but real treatment called nutrition therapy. Right. It's a dream that we've all got.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that it happens. <laughs> yes. So we
1: have a lot of callers we do. this morning. Okay, I'm going to take line one here.
2: Hi, good morning, Samantha. Thank you so much for waiting. And it looks like you have a question on thyroid Mm -hmm. and supplements.
5: Yes, I'm calling because every woman in my family has issues with their thyroid. My mom, my grandma, and all of my aunts. And I can't remember if it's over or underactive, but it's the one that causes hair loss and weight gain.
2: Okay, so that would be under, which is considered hypothyroidism. Yes. Okay,
5: I'm wondering um, what food should I be eating and what supplements or vitamins can I take to take preventative measures against having these same issues?
1: Well, a couple of things that you, because there's such a family history of this, you have to look and say, hmm, wonder what's causing my immune system to react and cause kind of inflammation in my thyroid. And one of the things that we might say is cut out the gluten grains, you know, cut out the wheat and the oats and the barley and all those. And that might be a first step. And then if we kind of, Greg, as we kind of look at supplements for people that are trying to prevent a thyroid Mm -hmm. issue, what would you say? I mean, Mm -hmm.
3: Well, a couple of things I think of is you want to have uh, your precursors to producing the thyroid hormones like tyrosine and iodine, because that's what you know T4, T3 is. It's a mix of tyrosine and iodine. So you want to have those dietary sources of that.
1: So tyrosine is an amino acid, and it typically is found in meat. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating like, you know, we are, we often recommend like 12 to 14 ounces of animal protein a day. So probably if people are doing that, they might be getting enough tyrosine, but if they're not, they can take it as a supplement, Mm -hmm. right?
3: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So those are two important ones. (laughs) I think of two, they find that T3 is about five to 10 times more active on a peripheral basis than T4. So you want to get that T4 converted to T3. Right. And the nutrients that are very involved in that conversion you know, factor is things like selenium and zinc and copper and so forth as well too. Mm-hmm. So a good combination product, uh, and I think you have one that you handle called ThyroTane. Yes. It has those converting, you know, those nutrients needed to produce T4 and then convert the more uh, inactive T4 to the more active T3. It would be a really good start. Right.
1: So
2: we hope Great. we answered
1: your questions. Yes,
2: thank you. Yep, right. Thanks for the call. All right, let's go ahead with Liz. Good morning, Liz. Uh, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. It looks like you have a question on curcumin. Good morning, Hi. Liz. Hi, are you Liz? Hello, Liz. You're on the air, Liz. Good morning, Liz. She's been waiting for a while here. Yeah, okay. Liz? Oh, I think her call may have dropped. Okay. All right, well, maybe she will give us a call back here. I'm going to take the next one. All right. Hi there, Rachel. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question today?
5: Yes, I do. I'm um, a mother of three. I have a seven and two three year olds. Um, knock on wood, we're all healthy. I'm just I'm curious what supplements or vitamins supplements that we should be taking, if any. Like, what what do you guys take? You're, I, I know you guys are healthy. What do you take?
1: Well, I think one. If you're looking at kids, to me, the most important one or I believe would be bifidobacteria. Okay. You know, you have to be taking some good probiotic like bifidobacteria so that you continue to break down the foods in your small intestinal tract. And then I probably, for kids, I'd look at something that's called DHA because mm-hmm. that's the fat that we have in our brain, and one okay. or two of those a day. Greg, what do you think in terms of, um, you know, maybe maybe multivitamin? What What would you recommend as far as that?
3: Yeah, I always recommend uh, a good multivitamin mineral. You know, for adults, you'd be you know, taking more of a uh, an adult type of a formula. Uh, for children, for your young ones, the, the two year olds and so forth, uh, we do have a product that we market called Ultra Care for Kids, mm-hmm. and it's a powder that has all of your vitamins and minerals and the prebiotics that support the probiotics, you know, the bifidobacteria mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, and also then has some of the essential fatty acids in there, too. It doesn't have the DHA, like you're mentioning, so you'd want to supplement that in in, in a, uh, addition to that. Uh, but it's a, a pretty decent-tasting powder that you can mm-hmm. mix into a, a smoothie for them. Uh, you may want to use—we have a product that's also called either Dynamic Greens or Dynamic Kids Drink, and that has all the plant nutrients. There's over 50 Fruits and vegetables in that product, and it's it's very tasty.
1: How do you buy, you get that for Olivia? Don't
2: you? I do? Yep. Olivia actually takes everything that you guys just mentioned.
3: <laughs> it's probably not a big surprise, but,
2: but okay. she likes that Ultra Care for Kids powder. Yes. as Well, we mix that in a little goat yogurt.
3: Hmm. Yeah. It really makes a, a tasty yeah. combination of things, and then you may want to slip in a little bit of vitamin D. There, there's a lot of research yes. now about even in, in children, your vitamin oh, D not being adequate. You know, too. And we have those in liquid forms or capsule forms you can break open and just put into that smoothie or put into their some kind of a liquid, too.
2: Right. And even like the probiotic, the bifido, could be put in a smoothie for sure. kids that aren't mm-hmm. willing to swallow or can't swallow or don't want to take it in water. Right. And same with the DHA and, you know, fish liquid. oil in general can yeah. be taking soft gels or liquids in a smoothie. Yes. so Right. Well, Sweet. great.
5: Thank you. That answers
2: everything. Thank yeah. you. Okay. So yeah. Thanks for welcome. your call. Okay. okay we do bye. have... Um, Liz, back in line. I'm going to quickly take her call sure. before we go to break here. Hi, Liz. Are you um, with us on Dishing Up Nutrition?
6: Liz, hi. Hello. Hi. hello. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I'm, I have two questions. I would like to ask about the COQ10. There's a ubiquinol or whatever, and then the regular. Is there a difference? And I was in a health store the other day, and they were uh, um, pushing curcum. Or curcumin. I would like to know it's a little a, bit about
2: that mm-hmm. as a supplement. Wonderful questions. All okay, right. so let's start with the CoQ ten. The there's the regular form and then the ubiquinol form. Thank
3: you.
1: Okay, great. We you have, have Thank well, you. you for calling.
3: <laughs> well, the ubiquinol is your classic Coenzyme Q ten that's been around for for years, and there's. You have virtually hundreds of articles, probably even thousands of articles written on ubiquinone. And it's, you know, uh, ability to increase cell energy production. So, our basic ability to produce energy to function is to some degree, you know, based on the Coenzyme Q10 levels. Uh, so it's good for heart. It's good for brain function. It's good for GI function, you know, stress, whatever the case might be. But there's some people that have a difficulty converting known to ubiquinone, null, which is the active form of that. And that could be more people, I think, that are in... A more of a debilitated state congestive heart failure people that really do not absorb or convert nutrients very effectively um, we handle both products you know I don't have a bias at all but I usually say the ubiquinol product we reserve for people that are in those you know situations right. Ubiquinol I think works fine for most, most everybody. people I agree yeah. okay.
2: yep
1: totally agree and then Good. And she then had, she was
2: at a store I believe a health food store and noticed curcumin I think just wondering about the use of that and the benefits.
3: I I love curcumin, too, for a lot of different reasons. It's probably one of the more... Powerful anti-natural anti-inflammatories we can have, so it's good for you know inflammation, for pain, you know, discomfort, uh, even brain aging, because you know that the aging of the brain is due to uh, a lot of in- inflammatory processes going on in the brain too. Um, I like it, you know, as a cancer preventive. They've talked about it in uh, uh, breast cancer prevention and prostate cancer prevention in men. Uh, very good in those areas. A very powerful antioxidant as well too. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if everybody everybody needs to take it. It's one of those mm-hmm. things where that's where I think it's always good to go to, uh, you know, a nutritional consultant and say, is this, you know, something I should add to my, my regimen right. of product? Yeah, Because
2: mm-hmm. not everybody needs every single product on the <laughs> right, market, right? Yeah. Well, we <laughs> think they do, but that's okay. <laughs> Close. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Greg. It's time for our break. And you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. For the past eight years on Dishing Up Nutrition, we've been recommending eating a balanced breakfast of of eggs, veggies, and good fat, like cooked in butter, olive oil, or coconut oil. And this week, the University of Minnesota published a study in the journal Diabetes Care, and it found that people who ate breakfast um, at least four times a week had a significantly lower risk of obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, and other metabolic conditions. But 43% of the participants in the study reported that they ate breakfast rarely. So only a third of the study participants ate breakfast every day.
1: (laughs) So when you look at this study, what does it really say? You know, you know your mother told you to eat breakfast, but only a third of the people adopt this habit. Hmm. So as nutritionists, we understand that adults do not develop good habits unless they understand the whys, why they're really doing this. Your mother telling you to do something just didn't cut it. You know, our weight and wellness series of classes tells people the whys. And so here are some of the whys. Proteins are the building blocks of the neurotransmitters that ease depression and anxiety. That's a great why. That omega-3 DHA fat is important for good brain and eye health to prevent memory loss and retina problems. Magnesium taken at bedtime help you sleep because it's a mineral needed for relaxation of the muscles. You know, maybe you need the why's so you can change your nutrition to change your life. And our weight and wellness classes start the week of July 6th. They start in Lakeville, Uptown, Maple Grove, North Oaks, Wyzetta, St. Paul. So if you want to sign up, just call 651-699-3438. And we've got a class available for you. And we'll be back in a minute. So welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you have a supplement question today, please give us a call at 651-641-1071. So we have lots more questions, don't we? We
2: do. And we want to take advantage of our expert, Greg Peterson. So Mm -hmm. let's get back to more questions about supplements that we get. And in the media lately, there's been a lot of information on multivitamins, maybe not being helpful. So Greg, let's really look at not what the media is telling us, but what the research is showing.
3: Well, I think one of the big things on that, too, Kara, is uh, the the quality. You know, sometimes, you know, the products don't have uh, what they say they have in there. Maybe there's toxic metals. You know, maybe there's some kinds of problems like that, too. So I think we have to look at quality in in those situations Mm -hmm. a lot. And,
1: And, Greg, I think, you know, the regular customer going into a store and they pick up a bottle of a multivitamin how can they tell quality? Because that's a question I get asked. Mm-hmm. What are some clues that you might look for? I know for myself, I look to see what kind of magnesium they put in there. Right. And if they put magnesium mm-hmm. oxide, I can say, hmm, quality probably isn't mm-hmm. very good.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How, I mean, do you have other things like that you look for?
3: Yeah, there's a couple things I look at as well, too, is, uh, for example, when you look at you know, like the beta carotene and so forth, they literally should have the whole carotenoid family, you know, beta carotene, alpha, delta carotene, and so forth, because they work together as a family as antioxidants and so forth. Uh, the original study at Western Electric study that was done years ago on uh, just a large quantity of people, they found that they could take smokers and if they supplemented them with these carotenoids, you know, beta carotene, they could reduce the risk to lung cancer to that of a non-smoker. You know, and mm-hmm. that was what really put beta carotene on the map, and so forth. But what we don't realize is that they were using the whole carotenoid family: oh, okay. beta carotene, delta, mm-hmm. you know, gamma carotene, and so forth. So you want to look at a multi? Do they have the whole family of these these carotenes? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, another one is vitamin E, the tocopherols. You know, vitamin mm-hmm. E is a tocopherol. Do they have the whole tocopherol family as well too, or do they just have? Gamma. Alpha Again, or, 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 or gamma oh. or beta, whatever yes, the cases, you know. Yes. Um, and now they're finding out more and more that gamma tocopherol is probably a stronger antioxidant and more diverse than the original alpha tocopherol, which is kind of the, the more classic vitamin E that we've seen out you know, in the market for decades.
1: So if they don't list it on the multivitamin package or on the label, we can almost assume that they're using one form. Is that not right? exactly okay. because they're
3: they're going to definitely make a big deal out of that, you know, mm-hmm. if they're using the full mm-hmm. carotenoid family. And then like we are talking about a little bit earlier, too, with like magnesium, the glycinate, well, that's an amino acid chelate, like mm-hmm. we had explained. Well, are the other minerals in there, too, you know, these good amino acid chelates as well, you know, mm-hmm. besides the magnesium is the zinc and, and the selenium and the chromium and so forth are these really high quality amino acid protein mm-hmm. chelates. Because they've been shown, you know, by uh, studies that even have been, um, uh, written up in the World Health or- Organization's, you know, materials and so forth, as being the most well absorbed forms of minerals and are kind of targeted. They're able to actually target those minerals in the body where they're most needed, you know, as well. Very important. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, that's one. Uh, another one you might want to look at, you know, too, is like you're saying, you know, the magnesium oxide, my bug is calcium carbonate. Yes. Uh, you know, if you see <laughs> we look like for that too, yeah, yeah <laughs> to avoid. <laughs> you can right away, yeah, if it says yeah. calcium carbonate, you can almost guarantee it's a poor quality product because they know better, you know, mm-hmm. the manufacturers they put it in there because it's really, really cheap mm-hmm. and it's easy to get a high milligram amount of calcium with yes. the carbonate. But you know, then, well. you know,
2: people don't realize it's not absorbed. It may look like it's a high amount. but
3: Very poorly absorbed. Yeah. And there's been a lot of studies, you know, comparing that to like citrate, calcium citrates and so forth and the uh, the carbonate being very poorly absorbed. And then the whole fact that it also, the carbonates remember are antacids. That's what Tums is and so forth. And so you don't have, it, it null the hydrochloric acid that you need to break McDown. down calcium. Yes. And a lot of times who needs calcium more than anybody else is middle-aged elderly people that are losing their hydrochloric acid. They have already digestive problems, and now you give them a calcium carbonate that further depletes their mm-hmm. acidity and their ability to break down calcium and other nutrients.
2: So, so Greg... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, ahead Carl. I was just going to say, you know, when we meet with clients and class members, a lot of times they bring us in their supplements and just say, what do you think about this product? And Um, You know, there's a lot of multivitamins out there. And I think people are grocery shopping. They might be at Super Target or maybe they're getting some things at Walgreens or going to Costco. So a lot of people are buying their multivitamins at stores Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I mean, could you maybe just talk about those in comparison to a professional quality supplement, multivitamin?
3: Absolutely. You know, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about the whole thing, too, is that you go by reputation. You know what are the healthcare practitioners that specialize in nutrition what brands are they using mm-hmm. you know and I can guarantee you, they're not using Target or Walgreen brand. No, you we're know. not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because your reputation, yes, is based on results, and you can't get good results with poor quality product. You know, exactly. Um, as an example, Kara uh, and I were talking a little bit earlier before we got going here that just with Metagenics, one of the main lines that we we handle, both of us handle, is they have over seventy five thousand healthcare nutritional providers that use their product. So 75,000 yeah, practitioners right? can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot, you know, too.
1: You know, as long as we're on this multivitamin, you know, again, we've had this maybe one piece of research or that multivitamins are not beneficial. Then we hear the other thing that they're very beneficial. So can you sort through that for us?
3: Well, I think a lot of times those results are pretty skewed. You know, they're um, first. First of all, many times. The, the media conclusions that we hear, the headlines and so forth, is not actually what that article said. You know, they'll, they'll dramatize it and, and make it sound like the multivitamins were ineffective or problematic when in reality they were not. You know, that's kind of massage you know, material. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times it's based on, you know, just maybe one study where there's a vested interest, you yes. know, as well that, that comes out with that information. You have to do a whole meta-analysis. You have to look at, okay, what do the... Thousand or thousands of articles say on mm-hmm. vitamins and minerals for healthcare,
2: and not just one study that's maybe funded by a bias party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, example. exactly.
3: Yeah, I mean, I could go into the whole thing too. How a lot of these these studies actually are um, performed by the pharmaceutical companies by their people, mm-hmm. and they come to their twisted conclusions basically. And because a university and these different researchers need to have their name. Publish and in the media and so forth, they'll put their names to this pharmaceutical research. I mean, then oh, we really? could have a whole oh. whole morning on that alone. Right. I could bring you all the facts <laughs> and figures on that too. So okay. it's pretty jaded, a lot of the information that's out there.
1: Okay. All right. Very interesting. Oh, is it time again? It is. I know right. hours
2: is going really fast. And okay. again, we do have some callers waiting. I hope to get to those when sure. we come back. But you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So many nurses, personal trainers, teachers, and others need continuing education credits to maintain either their license or certification. And our weight and wellness series of classes can qualify for many nurses. You know, they can receive up to 14.4 credits. So if you have questions about this or would like to sign up, call 651-699-3438, and we'll be right back.
0: If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low carb or low fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering MyTalk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this, and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438.
1: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, our 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss program starts the week of July 15th. And I'm guessing you're asking yourself, would it work for me? Well, here's a comment from one of our class members loved it i have told so many people about the program i lost 19 pounds and 26 inches this is the best thing i've ever done for myself so classes start july 15th and they're all over lakeville maple grove and over st paul y Zeta. so again just call 651-699-3438 to sign up or you can go to weightandwellness.com and we have lots of callers don't we car
2: we do and again thank you everybody for being so patient today we are going to take Christy's call on line one. Good morning, Christy. What is your question Hi. today?
5: I have an 11-year-old daughter who gets a lot of headaches. Some of them are migraines. Some of them are just headaches. I'm wondering if there's some kind of supplement that maybe she's missing that could help her to not get all these headaches.
2: You know, we see this actually quite a bit with a lot of our clients um, suffering from migraines of, you know, all ages. And yeah, the thing about migraines and headaches is it, it's usually a pretty complex issue. Um, I wish that we could recommend you know one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's often it often really begins with diet though, versus just taking a supplement. Um, although you know something that's just popping into my head right now is it could be a magnesium deficiency. It could be. Could mm-hmm. be one part of the issue. Yeah. So you okay. could start with that, um, but you know often people need to remove. Inflammatory foods such as gluten um, or dairy we, products or dairy or both. And sometimes we need to really look at improving the digestive health
1: with good bacteria like bifido and glutamine. So I'm not sure where you what part of town you live in, but I know Cara has had an amazing results with people with migraines. Yeah, and I just
2: she, had someone come in last week, and she said, "I you cured me of my migraines." <laughs> right. So we uh,
1: yeah. we often do that. So I think maybe bring your daughter in this this summer, and let's get okay. to the the reason yeah. that she's getting migraines.
2: Okay. Right. We would. I mean, we would really like to work with her because that's must be very debilitating. You know.
5: It is. Yeah, I feel so bad for her, and I get them too. So I'm like, oh. oh well, I'm sorry then you guys can, can do it, it come together. In, <laughs> come and make a
2: family appointment, maybe.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the call. So, Cara, do we have other
2: callers? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Jane. Thanks a lot for waiting. Um, Do you have a question about 5-HTP?
6: I do. Um, I'm currently um, working with one of the nutritionists, and I'm taking um, bifido and Crave control and Mm L-glutamine 20 minutes before meals and then DHA at meals, and it seems like all I'm doing all day is figuring out when I'm supposed to take the supplements. And now to add 5-HTP in the morning, I don't know when to do it.
1: Well, typically we would say add 5-HTP at night if it's for sleep. We're, I'm not sure why, you're, why you should add more 5-HTP because Crave Control does have 5-HTP in it.
6: Right, yep.
1: So are you having a lot of anxiety or are you having a lot of food cravings?
6: Um, the food cravings, I think, are pretty much under control um, Probably more mood related.
1: Okay. Well, then I would just add like one before each meal and just see how you feel. Okay. That's, you know, it's it should mm-hmm. be taken on an empty stomach.
6: Okay. Okay. And so there isn't really a way that I can combine those two before meals and the at meals thing.
1: No, they okay. do work. They're better if you do it on an empty stomach. All right. More, more effective. Mm-hmm.
6: All right. Well, I'll keep working on it.
2: Good okay. Question. All right. Thank, thank, thank you. you. All right, we're going to keep going with the calls okay. here. Good morning, mm-hmm. and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. It looks like you have a question about iron.
5: Hi, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just found out that my iron stores are low, and they're like at a 16 out of between 15 and 130 or something like that. And mm-hmm. my doctor recommended I take a iron supplement. And what I've, I'm kind of confused on what to take. She had said find something that's like 165 milligrams, but what I see out there is all like, 10 or 20 or 30 milligrams. And I don't want to take too much. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just, do you guys have a recommendation on an iron supplement?
3: Greg, do you or? Yeah, usually on that, what happens too, when you see the lower amounts versus the higher amounts, when it says 160 milligrams of iron sulfate or iron you know, fumarate and so forth, that's not all iron. That's mostly the chelate. You know, there's still probably like 20 or 30 milligrams of actual iron in it. The rest is what it's bonded to. So okay. you're really looking at, you know, wanting to take, I'd say more uh, like, again, a iron um, glycinate Mm-hmm. You know, would be the better. There's a product that we have called Hemogenics, which I like a lot. Because, again, you know, that iron glycinate is like the magnesium glycinate. Mm-hmm. It's much better absorbed. You won't get the black stools, the constipation, the gut irritation you'll get with a cheaper form of uh, iron, like your, your sulfates or fumarates or whatever the case might be, too. Right.
5: Okay, so the iron the iron itself should be like 10, 20, or 30 milligrams. Exactly. the rest of it's the filler.
1: Yes.
3: Yeah, I probably would look at, you know, in the range of maybe 50, 60 milligrams a day of elemental iron. Okay. You know, so so the label, if it's really a fair label, it's an accurately done label. It'll say, you know, uh, iron sulfate or iron glycinate, maybe 120 milligrams total. But in parentheses, it'll say providing 20 or 30 milligrams of elemental iron. Okay,
5: because I bought a liquid at the whole, at the the whole at the co-op that was like a liquid that was like only like 10 or... 20 milligrams, and that was mainly the iron. So that's the part that I'm concerned about getting, right? The iron part, not yeah. necessarily
3: the glycinate or the... Mm-hmm. Well, you you want an iron that's going to be absorbed, you, you know, too. So I mean, if you're just drinking raw iron, it's going to cause a lot of, you know, poor absorption, a lot of gut irritation. So, okay. so you want, you know, really, if you can find, when you're done with this one, I look for like an iron glycinate uh, okay. formula mm-hmm. better. Great.
5: Thanks so much. Yep.
1: Thanks you're So, for your Cara, before you take another caller, yeah. one of the things I wanted to talk about today is... Because people have asked this on our Facebook page over and over, tell us about protein powders. Mm-hmm. How do I know? How do I know that I'm getting a good protein powder?
3: Well, I, I really like whey. You know, generally speaking, it's the, it has the highest biologic value of, of all proteins. Uh, I kind of like to have the combination, you know, of the whey concentrate, the whey isolate, because you get. Uh, in that form, you get the immunoglobulins, which are so important for the immune system, for the health of the immune system. You know, whey produces glutathione very extensively, which is arguably one of the most potent antioxidants and detox support agents as well, too. And I think
1: uh, that's why when people start using and making protein drinks, mm-hmm. they start feeling so much better.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that that that's my favorite, and you know, make sure it's naturally sweetened. You're not using sucralose or NutraSweet or aspartame, su- aspartame, yeah. that kind of stuff. You and know, th- as well. they're
1: hidden in a lot of those protein mm-hmm. powders that are out in the market. You have to look very mm-hmm. carefully because they put artificial sweeteners in there.
2: So if you mm-hmm. see one that says you know no sugar, I'm always a little bit skeptical. I look at the ingredients, and often it's aspartame or sucralose.
1: And mm-hmm. so. I know in our protein powders that we have at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we uh, the ones that we private label, um, through your company, <laughs> which is very nice, we have stevia in that, mm-hmm. those, and they're that's and they a perfectly fine sweetener.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they
1: taste yeah. good. Now, but then we have a lot of people will say, well, I can't do whey because I'm dairy sensitive. Mm-hmm. So do you have another option for people that are saying that?
3: We do we have a product called Ultimate Vegan, you know, mm-hmm. w- which is a combination that has, you know, the pea, the rice, the hemp, uh, chia, cranberry is source of these vegetable proteins. Very tasty, again, naturally sweetened. And uh, we have, you know, vegans and or people that are allergic to, you know, or can't handle whey protein that absolutely love that product.
1: So another thing before we go, I'd like to talk about our dynamic greens hmm. that we have people using and Greg
2: mentioned it. that earlier. There's the kids' version, but there's mm-hmm. adult versions.
3: hmm Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's the best naturally-tasting plant-based powder I've ever experienced in the 40 years of being in this business. Exactly. It's so good. It uh, has over 50 uh, organic fruits and vegetables per serving in it. Uh, you have the equivalent of antioxidants to about 20 servings of actual fruits and vegetables that you would eat. Uh, I think it's a mainstay. It alkalizes. It, it yes. protects the body. Mm-hmm. We're all using we it We all take lot. it
1: at least a scoop every day. <laughs> right. great. So thank you so much for being Thanks, on. Thanks, Greg. You're
3: most welcome.
1: All right. Thank you. And Greg, we have to have you back because I have a whole more and more questions. Love being here. All, all right. Have a great weekend, yep. everybody. All right. Thank you. Life, I love you. All is groovy.
0: Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.